0: Welcome to Outside Voice Inside. This week's episode is titled America's Other Favorite Pastime with special guest Don Cor Hardy of Fan Control Sports and Entertainment. Today we discuss football. Is it safe for your kids? And what about those locker room distractions? So grab a seat, take a listen, and we hope you enjoy Outside Voice Inside. Welcome back, welcome back to another week of Outside Voice Inside. You see me? You see Sin. You'll hear. No one can see us. They can't see us, I know. When I post the videos, they'll see it. But either way, <laughs> you will hear a third voice. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that, sir. <laughs> don't do that. See, this is what happened when when you bring people that you know very well on your podcast.
1: They don't know how to act.
0: It's just it's not right. <laughs> it's not right, and he is going to act up. I already know. But we have a special guest today. Woo! Uh look, I should have hit the claps. Uh, Mr. Don Cor Hardy of the great state of Connecticut. Um <laughs> I know. That's the only way I can spell it. If I say Connecticut, I can't. I know it's pronounced Connecticut. You say
1: Wednesday too?
0: What? For Wednesday? Day? No, girl, no. I just don't know how to spell Connecticut. Um, So it's easier for me to pronounce it that way. I can spell Virginia. I said the word I cannot spell (laughs) is Connecticut. So I say it how it reads. Y'all, I so I have determined today is gang up on me day. All right, I got it. <laughs> so, my good buddy and friend, Mister Hardy, is from Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, double degree from Howard University. Oh Lord, the, my <laughs> friends. Wait a minute, my friends from Hampton will have Rep repio school. my friends from Hampton will have things to say. So, um, oh, Jesus H Christ. Um, uh, former NFL player, Detroit Lions, Indianapolis Colts. Am I correct? Okay. And please say the the proper name of the company that you work for now because I don't want to mess it up. Fan Control Sports and
2: Entertainment.
0: Okay. Fan Control Sports and Entertainment. And, um, Tell us about fan control sports and entertainment because I don't know if a lot of people know about it. So rep yourself.
2: Yeah, man. So uh, most people probably know about pro football. So we've been going for the last two years. Obviously, some tailbone came out of time last year. It's it's a uh, fan control sports is pretty much giving fans the opportunity to play. Or impact the game like you know you watch the game on tv man i would have done this i would have called this i would have moved things around differently well this is giving an opportunity to put the game in the fans hands so fans will call plays uh fans get the opportunity to draft certain players uh, they even when you see plays uh during the game and like, was that a penalty and it goes for review what well, is for fan review the fans have to vote whether it was a catch or not a catch was it a touchdown was it not a touchdown um, so it really does put the game in the fans' hands and it makes it way more of an impact and a fun, you know. So not only that, but we got guys that are playing in the NFL, you know, guys that played in the NFL, uh, that are playing overseas, guys that play, all the leagues that are out in America and some of the leagues that are overseas are guys that are dominating. Um, there's a, uh, and so we're the reason why it's control sports and entertainment because now. We're going in, we have hoops coming out, uh, fan control hoops starting out uh, top of next year where, uh, shoot, man, uh, we just had a, a dual, uh, uh, what's the word? Damn, I'm just having a brain fart. A demo of our, so our court is going to be, um, you know, it's an LED court. Mm. So literally, you're going to be on top, like you can see, like players will have trackers in the basketball and on their shoes, potentially on in person. So you'll see the lights as the, as the court's going up and down the court, there'll be like a point where there's a NBA jam, right? Yeah. So they got to make a shot that he's on fire. Mm-hmm. For, for hoops, there'll be a point where, based on fan voting, you can highlight a player or you can highlight a spot on the court um, every two minutes. So let's say if it's the player, let's say it's Tam's on. we want Tam. So Tam highlights, she highlighted for two minutes. Every time Tam scores... If She scores two points, she gets an additional point for those two points. So, your layup is worth three points. So, if you shoot three and now it's worth four points, or if it's and then underneath, you'll see them on the court, they'll light up. There'll be an icon on the court light it up, so you'll know if Sneed coming down the court with the ball, oh, shit, Tam is lit up, let's get Tam the ball. Um, or if it's the hot spot, let's say he's in the corner three, well, then everybody knows. So if I know that, you know, Sneedy got the, the, the long range jumper game and she's spot up in the corner, you know, fans can be able to impact how the game is being enhanced. Um, so that's coming in the fall, but also me in the spring. And then we got football season three in the fall. Uh, it's going to be dope, man. It's going to be dope. It's going to be.
1: This sounds deep. so fun.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame I never knew about it. For my <laughs> friend. <laughs> I ain't got no merch no gear, like I don't, don't
2: See, nothing. That's that how people do it. Like, why you ain't give me nothing,
0: you know? No, I well, wanted to come to the games. My God, yeah. I love football.
2: Yeah, football, absolutely. You, and you'll have all the opportunities. We're playing in Atlanta. Uh, we'll play football and basketball in Atlanta, so it's not it's Atlanta proper. Uh, we'll be in Pullman Yards. So, okay. uh, we actually built out a whole football arena. It's dope, and we'll be playing basketball there in the spring, so more than welcome to come out. I want you to come out. Uh, we had a, We're coming, we had
1: yeah, definitely. A,
2: uh, like last year, James Winston uh, Quavo had a uh, he had a football game with uh, youth because he's one of our team owners. Mm-hmm. So for football, we have uh, Marshall Lynch, Richard Sherman, Austin Eckler, Quavo destroying. Um, we have so <laughs> many. Uh, we just got uh, Angel McCarty for Hoops this year. Uh, Mike Baby's going to be the head coach. So you know, we had Dominique. We did a demo, and Dominique was uh, Dominique Wilkins was at the demo, loving what he saw with the floor and everything. So um, we're doing 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 it up. We'll be on NBC, LX, Peacock. We do We actually play games on Twitch as well. So it's dope. I'll get you into it. I'm excited. We say that's our that's our uh, our slogan: Power to the fans!
0: Yay! I'm excited. Power Power to the fans. Mm-hmm. So I'll be, you know, I'll be. I'm a walking billboard, so you know, I'll I will hype it up. You know, know. just be
2: careful. i not be trying to, you know,
0: pull up. My, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I ain't gotta
2: say, it. That's why you should your face up before I said anything.
0: <laughs> Cause I knew you was gonna say something you should not say. Anyway, now, say, say we uh Tuesday. We me and you <laughs> Tuesday. Me and you. Okay. Um, moving on. See, this is what happened. Moving on, we want to talk about um, are we going to do news first or music first? How would you like to handle it?
1: Well, for you know, if this is your first time listening, we want to tell you who we are. We told you we oh our guests were. Oh, I forgot. Is. I'm sorry. You know, I'm distracted. Ta- Tamara's jumping the shark. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here. Getting ahead of herself. I am. <laughs> for anyone who's just checking in, I'm Cindy Delano. This week, I've just been a clumsy mother, falling upstairs, almost breaking my toes on metal stair, wooden, concrete stairs,
0: concrete stairs, concrete stairs.
1: Um, Still doing my best to keep up with my honor roll student, and um, that's about it. That's that's what I've been doing this week. And our our other host,
0: Uh, yeah,
1: it's me, Tam
0: Joyner. Um, (laughs) I'm the fumbler of the week. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm, in, I'm on vacation, like
1: mentally. She's mentally. Out.
0: I'm on vacation. Um, I'm going to see Usher this weekend, yes. <laughs> so I'm already my I'm in lost. My mind is in Las Vegas, but my body is in Atlanta, Georgia, and those two things don't go together. So um, all I have to say is this week is uh, go out and vote early if you can. Um, Governor uh, Brian Kemp is trash He must <laughs> go Heave ho Also if I find out you voted for Herschel Walker I have a bat for your knees Thank you and moving right along
1: I, I approve of you doing Harley Quinn damage to these people Yeah
0: <laughs> So now where I was going when I shouldn't have been going there in the first place um let's do the world is a ghetto because the world is a goddamn ghetto and the news has been complete and utter disaster all week sing go
1: for it well i i know sometimes we mention people who are famous in um our ghetto shit but i like to remind people that we're focusing on behavior not necessarily the people Because this isn't gossip time, it's just to point out shit that we should pay attention to and try to do better about. So yes, I am bringing up this person, but it's strictly to talk about the behavior associated with Kunye and his loose lips sinking all his ships. Now, there have been tons of celebrities speaking up about his right to freedom of speech. No one's taking away his freedom of speech. If people were actually taking away his freedom of speech, he wouldn't be allowed to speak anywhere on anything. We know that's not the case, right? But I think the thing that we often conflate is freedom of consequences and freedom of speech. Those are not the same things. And I wish that we as a society would stop acting like, Because you're saying harmful things, you should just be allowed to be on every platform saying those things. We know that's not true. If some white people got on, which they have, talking crazy about black people, calling us niggas, talking about we don't deserve this, we don't deserve that. We want something done because we all know that's harmful, right? So why should he be able to do it? It's not okay. And I I just... I wish that we would, even people that I genuinely like, like genuinely like their personality is caping for this, this guy. And it's crazy because these are otherwise intelligent people, but you're standing for this man so bad that you're acting like you don't have good enough sense to understand. No, we can't say whatever we want to say without some consequences happening. That is normal life. Like, this is our platform, right, Tim? Mm -hmm. We can say whatever we want to say on here. But if someone pulls our card one day, we have to stand accountable to that shit, too. It's no different for us. Why are there so many people thinking that he gets a pass? That is fucking weird to me.
0: It's because they like him. That's weird as shit. Huh? It's because they like him and he's a genius. Remember that. He's a genius.
1: You know, this whole genius thing, you still, you're you still not allowed to do whatever the fuck you want to do just because you're a genius. I feel like because we live in a capitalistic society, people are like, I have money. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Okay, you keep thinking that. You're still a human. You can still get taken out just like everybody else. Your money is not going to save you from everything. You're not Superman. The hell? So Black that... that-, that- <laughs> Shut your ass up. That was what I want us to be more cognizant of is mixing the two things, freedom of speech and freedom of consequences. I want us to stop doing that. I also want everyone who is treating mental health awareness and mental illness as something trendy. I want us to stop doing that because you have all these people who have written books they also have platforms talking about oh yes i go to the therapist now i have all and they're using things that have happened in their life that indicate they do not have a healthy mental state of mind and they haven't in certain parts of their life and they've used that as a means to kind of pardon themselves or say well i'm i'm only, i'm not perfect i'm getting better but then those same people and i'm gonna, i'm going to tell you who i'm talking about those same people We'll sit up here and crack jokes uh, at the expense of Kunye. If you were really concerned about mental health, you would understand that someone who has admitted to not taking their medication and refuses to take it because it's affecting their creativity. Stop giving them a platform to speak because obviously they're not well and they're they're saying fucked up shit. And we're we're being part of that, we're adding to the problem when we create this platform and then we're laughing and joking about it. None of this shit is fucking funny. This shit is not funny. It's not so Charlemagne, that's who the fuck I'm talking about. Call you him fucking out. Fuck. I don't give a fuck what his mental health issues have been in the past. The fact that he can come on here and make this about some conversation he had with Kanye and make that the highlight. And it's a joking matter. That's nothing to be joking about. It's not to be joking. I, I just, that bothers me that we can use mental health to laugh at people at our own convenience. But then we're up here, tapping into the trends of, well, we don't want to get left out, so let's say that we support mental health awareness. Do you?
0: No. Do we?
1: I I don't know. I just, I feel like we we all need to check our behavior.
0: But you know, I feel like if you are really about mental health awareness, you can see who is really about mental health awareness and who's doing it because they get views. You can really you could tell yeah. you can tell the difference. That's it's so not, it's cuz not it's not funny. something that's it's not, tr- it's not tr- supposed to be trendy. It's not like people have issues and I just I just want for people to stop letting that man come on their show and just say whatever the fuck he want to say and then be like I just you know I don't understand why he
1: and even are, the people who say they're his friends Y'all know he's a loose cannon mm-hmm. And if you don't want to Censor his speech don't invite him on your Platforms
0: I think that um, John Legend Somebody asked John Legend about him Because you know him and John Legend have been friends for a very long time mm-hmm. And J- John Legend was like You know sometimes you have people In your family that you get along with it, and sometimes There are things that they do That you you can love them from afar But they're not you're not close to them at the time and he was like currently based on the things that Kanye has been doing he is currently not my friend and that's, he he just was like we are just not friends like we used to be it's, it's our friendship is you know not what it used to be and I was like oh John I'm so glad you said that and not try to front like I'm gonna call him don't if you're not fooling with him just say I'm not really fucking with that nigga right now it is what
1: it is And that's all you can do. If you're truly being supportive of someone, people who have serious mental health issues, people who are manic, they go up and down, right? Mm -hmm. You can still support them, but how you support them isn't by giving them a platform when they're in one of their highly manic episodes. That's not what you do because you're setting them up for failure. You're setting them up to be talked about and made fun of. And if you're really a friend, why would you do that, Trevor Noah? I'm not getting into everything he said, but he has a clip. Anyone who's listening, you guys can Google this. Someone in his audience asked him why he had beef with Kanye, and he said, "I do not have beef with him. I feel he's not being supported right now, and I think that is that is the reality what 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 these people are calling support inviting him onto news shows and podcasts and whatever the fuck else and letting him spew these things that's not that's not real support that's not love and i just i feel like check up check your behavior even in when we have friends who are not celebrities and they're doing wild ass fucking shit and we know it's because their mental health is not being managed nobody's saying abandon them but definitely tap them on the shoulder like hey <laughs> sis bro What the fuck is going on?
0: What the fuck is going on?
1: (laughs) Instead of making a mockery of them, like that's just not fucking cool. Anyway, I
2: I have I have something to bring to that, right? Yes. Um, the first thing is is everybody that wants to talk to you they they're not always trying to do it for their for your best interest. They do it for their best interest, right? Yeah. So all the things that you're talking about is. Yeah, it's usury, right? So mm-hmm. I want you to come and talk. Why? Because you're going to bring eyes and what you say is going to bring clicks and it's going to be monetized. Great. So now that makes it easier for me. So even if I have this one time where you come and talk and you may say something that's off the wall, um, it's going to now bring a part, bring some likes and views to my business or so whatever that venture is that I'm doing. Um, and some people love to people love trauma Mm -hmm. people love messiness right there's a reason why people love watching these shows these real reality tv shows right if everything was smooth then they wouldn't watch it because there's no trauma there's no conflict um yes the man you know you talk about Kanye the dude is he some of that we all know that there's trauma, right? The trauma, of his mom, died passing, and that that was a big trauma for him. Um But also he learned a lot of stuff. When he got became affluent, he learned a lot. He learned how to learn to say what he want, how he wanted to say it, and people started to there's some truth in a lot of stuff that he says, but at the same time, it's not like you're gonna get you're not gonna throw the baby out of the bathwater. So you're gonna get some garbage, you're gonna get some fluff, you're gonna get some truth. This is my my shit. That might be who he is, but people who really, really rock with him, they may come to him. They may not do it in public. They come in private. Right. but we don't. That part's not gonna be publicized. And people, the public doesn't feed off of positive reinforcement in that light, mm-hmm. uh, especially people who have the term celebrity behind them. Um, that I think I, every time I think I'm thinking of uh, what's the dude. In? Stewart. was a Rod, not Rod Stewart. Uh, Rod, Ron, who's the radio host? Oh man, white guy, Ron, long hair. Got it. The-
1: yes, I know who you. T- that's crazy. Why is his name? Um,
2: that's crazy.
1: I, I know who you're talking about, though.
2: He has made his mark, being just like that. Like he just, he says shit. That's all he off the handle. He got his own radio show and literally he's created an entire multi damn near billion dollar deals because of people like listening to that. Um, And Charlemagne is on brand with that. That's what Charlemagne does. He's not Mm -hmm. known for, he's known for talking, saying outlandish stuff and getting attention because that's what he wants. Right. And using that, in a different way to make bread,
1: you know, so. Howard Stern. Howard yeah. Stern. Jesus
0: Christ. Howard <laughs> Stern. Well, how could you not know that?
1: How well, we I knew what saying? you were talking about.
2: yes, Stern. we knew were talking about. Stern, yeah. um, and that dude, you know, he just signed another deal for like $660 million
1: <laughs> to Jeez. just do another
2: after, you know, so he's made a ton of money by just being that kind of guy. He talks some truth, fluff, and then nonsense, and everybody loves it. Um, Not everybody, but a lot of people love it. So, you know, but the more you talk about it, the more you're doing exactly what they want you to do, which is talk about it. And that's the whole brand about the brother. The brother need help.
0: Mm -hmm. And mental health
2: is primarily based on people needing healing in certain situations that they haven't gotten from. So these are the results of it. Um, you know, traum- traumatic experiences and all of that. Um, and if it goes untreated, these are some of the effects you get. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I get it. And, and not to say if you get the healing from it, it won't still exist, but it just won't exist in a manner that may be as explosive as it's been, as it is. Right.
1: Right. So until he is further along in his healing journey, because we don't know how long it's going to be. Everybody heals differently I just feel like we as, yes, there are some things that need to be addressed within our community as black people that are being said directly to black people. But for the most part, the other stuff, that's the thing that I want us to hold ourselves accountable for is the making fun of this, because this is not all shits and giggles. Not all of this is. Some this shit is serious. Like, the anti black stuff that shit's not cool and then you have you have a bunch of people who are just like just ignore it and it's like but if it was a white person spewing anti black stuff would you ignore it it's it's equally harmful it's probably even worse when a black person is saying it because we know our struggle and to make light of it or or turn it into something as to victim blame for the most part that's very fucked up. So I'm saying. It's your attention. What'd you say?
2: Why does it have your attention? Why do you give attention to it?
1: For the same reason I would pay attention to somebody white doing it. It's do you, you can't. You it's, it? Because these are things you, we need to be aware of. Our children are hearing these things. You can't stick your head in the sand about everything. Some things you can't be like, I'm not focusing on that. I'm not paying that any attention at all. Yes, there are some things we can do that with, right? But when your kids are asking you questions and you brush it off, you're actually part of the problem. Because children will go and form their own opinions. They're talking to each other. People at school are talking to them too. So some things you cannot just be like, I'm ignoring that. I have a child. I can't ignore some of this. She asked me about these things. So I have to talk to her. But I keep it in the context of if anybody says things like this, not just this person, but anybody. This is what you should think about. These are the things that you should question. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I, I make this about behavior more than it's about him. Is anybody saying things like this? When I have these conversations with Bug, question it.
2: I get that. I think, yeah, I don't think that obviously with your, with your child, you have a obligation kind of like to steer them in the right direction. Right. Um, yeah. I'm all for that. I, I more so am like, other than that, because there are so many people that do things like this solely for attention. Oh yeah. Right? And so instead of trying to do the, do all this, work to decide whether or not this is an actual, they believe this or they don't believe this or you know, all of that is the distraction from everything you want because what they really, really, you know how they say uh, as a kid, sticks and stones may break my bones, words can never hurt me, right? Mm -hmm. That ain't necessarily completely true but at the same time if you allow it to right, I do believe that words, you can allow them to hurt you but also you can, which means you also have Opportunity not let words hurt you. You can call me right if you right now got on this thing and started calling me everything out my name and telling me all about who I am and what I whatever. I have a decision to whether I can allow that to affect you or be like, you know what? That's cool. You feel that way. That's a shame. Just we won't like just like John Legend. We just not gonna be friends right now. And that's cool, right? But it's not my job to change your mind about what you think about me.
1: Exactly. And this, this, I don't, I don't want that to be misconstrued you to misconstrue what I'm saying about us as people, just like we can uplift each other because nobody says anything about daily affirmations that are positive, right? Everyone's claps for those. Yes, do that. But it is the same effect. Daily, daily positive affirmations can affect your energy and your mental mind state the same way negative affirmations can. It's the same thing. So telling people to just ignore it, nobody ever says ignore the positive affirmations. But you have a choice to ignore those too, because everyone has a choice, right? So I'm saying for us to be conscious of the things that we are repeating and the things that we are saying, because just like We have a choice in how much it affects us. We also have a responsibility to watch what the fuck comes out of our mouth. It's not, it's the same level of responsibility as far as what you're going to let affect you and what you let come out your mouth. We have, we can't change how people feel, but we can affect how people feel. And that's all I'm focused on is us trying to do the right thing in oh, our no, community, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you choose to do something negative? And would you stay around someone who is constantly doing negative things and saying, and you, no, the,
2: that that's the part where some people would, right? They have their own reasons. Yes. But the thing for me that, so I get the, I agree, like make the effort to try to impact the person that you can reach, right? But if they do not change, if they choose not to change, if they never change for the rest of their lives, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna move in order to keep your your balance and everything and your energy, your life going on the trajectory you want to go on? And so that was my point, right? Because a lot of times, oh, yeah, because Kanye had been off his rocker for some years, right?
1: <laughs> and,
2: yes. and but yet and still, people are so focused on saving this one right? Where if he don't want to change, then it's just, there's no need to have the conversation for me. um, And a lot of times I miss a lot of stuff because I'm not focused on people like, yo, did you hear what this dude did? Absolutely not. I didn't. Right. And that's, that made, cause I just know that that don't, that doesn't build me up. That doesn't put me in a better position in my life. It doesn't feed me. You mm-hmm. know, So that even with the affirmations, right? Like when you have the Social media and stuff like you know, there's stuff that you see, and they're like, "Look at this," <laughs> because I already know you about the like. I, I I think at first, when and I know this was off topic, but like when it goes to when they started uh, recording a lot of the uh, brutality, murders, and us getting killed on you know recordings, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: At first, yes, there's outrage. But if you keep just absorbing that every single day, I can't keep, I personally cannot keep absorbing that because it's just going, it's going to fuck up my whole day. Like my week, my month, and it's going to make me hyper aware when I walk outside the house. Cause I already know I grew up where I grew up in Hartford. Like most people don't know how we grew up. One, it was top five murder capital, uh, murder capital per capita in the country. And so we knew the deal. We are meet t-shirts with a person's name on it and a face, rest in peace, was a regular thing for us.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: I can't keep watching that stuff. Like I've seen people get shot and I don't wanna, you know, continue to feed that in my life. I've been taking a lot of my time and my energy to help change the those I can provide a different mindset and lifestyle for those that I've come into contact with. Because of how I was raised and because of the opportunities that I got because I got out of my city uh, to see different parts of the world. So, um, yeah, I just I just try to be mindful of what I feed myself and how I feed myself, Um, you know, and I just try to make sure that people are aware of that themselves. You know, that's what I do. Even with my job, that's what I do. Like I'm helping taking these grown men from one place, enhance their life in some way, form or fashion. The way they can become better brothers sons fathers you know mentors and everything else and it's just like I don't have children yet but when I'm in season like my phone rings and I see stuff and this guys are calling me I'm a mentor that I'm, I tell them I have 150 kids when I'm in season because that's a part of it's my responsibility like yo mm-hmm. talk about life talk about everything that helps continue the trend that maybe you grew up in that I grew up in and be a little different. Um, I just, I'm, I guess I overwhelmingly push toward the positive because the world constantly presents us with the
1: negative every day. Oh yeah. And that's why the, the whole point, when we talk about the world as a ghetto, I re- I redirect it back to our behaviors because that's really the focus is how do we behave in situations like this? It is, it doesn't have to be a celebrity. It could be our day to day. If if I'm caught slipping on taking care of my mental health, you know, is Tamara going to check me, check in on me and be like, Hey sis, are you okay, friend? What's going on? Or is she gonna make light of it and laugh about it with everybody else and watch me go up in flames? So it's more so a behavioral thing, is my focus on the thing it's not necessarily the person and that's that's kind of this our segment uh the world is a ghetto i kind of try to keep bringing it back around to behavior because like you said you try to push for the positive that has to do with behavior you want to keep a positive state of mind and it has to do with what are your daily behaviors around that what do you do on a consistent basis what do you project to other people that is important so i not to uh cut you off but to keep it back on track with the uh world being a ghetto <laughs> Tamara has a uh i guess mine she is, has a piece of the ghetto the too ghetto.
0: mine is the most ghetto of all yes of it is yes yes yeah. mine is the most ghetto because um we were mad at President Biden because we wanted that $50,000 gone. And for some of us, it was 10. For some of us, it was 20. So, you know, nobody's going to look a gift horse in the mouth. I'm going to take that 20. I'm going to take that 10. Let's go. But um, some of the bitter betties in Republican states, I think it's six Republican states, have sued to stop the uh, student loan forgiveness. And now they've been paused. Because uh, a federal judge has paused the forgiveness because of this lawsuit. So even though people are filling out all their applications, they have to go to court to figure out what the hell is going on. And I would like to say this, since we're in midterms, can y'all vote them motherfuckers out of office? Because I want my $20,000. I need my 20 grand to come off. I still got to pay y'all, but I would like for my 20 grand to... to, uh, to stop it, there's also a uh, service lender a loan service lender who is also suing the president because if people go down to zero, they ain't making no money because they only make money by servicing the loans. they don't make any of the money from the loans. so now they want to keep uh, keep the people make the people have their loans so they can make some money. but the, at the at the end of the day it boils down to classism. Mm -hmm. I can't be rich if it ain't no poor people. Right. So we want to keep y'all as poor as possible so that we can feel better about ourselves because we're rich. That's what it boils down to, because why in God's green earth would it's not hurting you to this? Literally, this ten thousand, this twenty thousand dollars that people are getting taken care of is a drop in the motherfucking bucket Mm -hmm. of what people owe as far as their student loan. It's it's absolutely ridiculous to me that they would go to these lengths to stop people from getting a little bit of relief. I mean, come on. Like, the inflation is it's crazy. Like, I had to tell my sister, now, I don't know if y'all know about this, but I love cheese puffs. Um, and <laughs> yes. so I went to go buy cheese puffs at the grocery store. There's a brand, Wise Snacks. yes. I can usually get a a bag, a big bag of wise cheese puffs, $1.99 at yep. the most. I went into public, they were $3.50. $350 for a bag of not quality cheese puffs. <laughs> this was not Frito Lay. This was <laughs> this was not quality cheese puffs. So inflation is killing us. We can't get no gas. We can't get no food. Um Now they says a shortage on bacon. Um, The king crab season is dead. Like, we can't have no pleasures in life. And we can't even get our student loans forgiven to help us enjoy a little bit of life. Like, people living in these raggedy apartments, paying $2,000 for roach-infested living. Like, who is doing this? It's time to rebel, y'all. Revolution. Is on the horizon. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Revolution <laughs> but you know, the these things <laughs> they don't change until the rich people start getting affected. Yeah. So when they can't get access to the things that they want and need, some shit is gonna change. It always does. It's just unfortunate that shit only moves when they want it to move. And it's not affecting them, right? They can still afford a bag of white cheese puffs for $350. So that's why it's 350
0: Again, the inflation is going to have me rail thin by the top <laughs> of, of the year.
1: The world Thanks. is a ghetto. <laughs>
0: the world is a super ghetto. Cheese puffs, bacon, <laughs> and student loans. I never
2: thought those three would go together. Yeah. What <laughs> okay.
1: are the, course, of the line, things those, that come to mind. Look, <laughs>
0: money. It's all about money.
1: <laughs> but you know, if we were world. having a serious conversation, Though cheese puffs and bacon are the least of my fucking worries. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I, just, I feel like I stood, but I'm not for real. I feel like I stood in the
0: snack aisle for like five minutes. Like just befuddled. Cause I was like, why is that? Oh yeah, it's it's ridiculous.
1: Like $5.95. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, everything's everything's expensive and yeah that 20000 would help me, to help my debt-to-income ratio decrease. A yes. tinch. Ooh. But you know, haters gonna hate.
0: Always gonna hate.
1: Moving on. <laughs> our, 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 our second segment, and we can breeze through this, Yes, yeah. is what we're listening to in our speaker box. So, Don Cor, I I don't know if you're into music as much as me and Tamara are, but you know, I listen to music every day. So, this is the part where we see, we tell each other what we've been listening to this week. You've been listening to anything in particular this week? Um, well,
2: first of all, uh, I'm very, very, very musically inclined. So, yes. Okay. Um, oh, all right. What, what I've been listening to recently uh, is actually. Live performances by Bobby McFerrin. Um, that, man, that man is an absolute genius. Um, he has two, there are two performances on YouTube. There's one in Montreal and I can't remember what the other one is. And I mean, literally it's just, he's a walking concert.
1: He
0: is.
2: If And I, most of my musical friends never told me about him. Obviously, most people know about Bobby McFerrin because of the Don't Worry, Be Happy, which is an old school song, which also was the, I don't know if it's currently, but it was the only song to hit Billboard number one without any instrumentation. All acapella, the whole song. Um, but his performances live, I'm going to see him uh, at the end of the year uh, in California because it's just like there were a few people that I want to see live. And when I finally started watching this, watching him and, and listening to him and his albums and all that, the man speaks no English in his songs. Well, he may say 12 words in the song, but mm-hmm. we'll have a melody that will, it I means soul stirring it, it really is. So uh, there's that. And also, you know, listening to the new Snarky Puppy album. So
1: they have new music out. Mm,
2: same. Wait, you say what?
1: I didn't
2: April where
0: here in Atlanta next April.
2: Um, I'll be in season, I don't know. Okay, don't know. Uh, but potentially,
0: updates, so that's how I know.
2: Yeah, I, I, uh, I sad, sad, sadness, but I had I was in season last year, um, and I got an email that didn't check, it didn't push to my email thread, but I checked it at like 3 p.m., but I got it at like 7 a.m. And it was an invitation to the recordings for Snarky Puppy's new album. And by the time I got to the email, everything, all seven shows, or seven, like six, six days of shows, three shows a day, all of them were sold out.
1: Aww,
2: hurt my feelings. But um, I'm getting into that new album, listening to them, uh, and also, so I've been listening to a lot of stuff that helps me just to kind of just vibe out. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be words that I know. So uh, there's another artist that I've been getting into. Her name is Deya Dova. D E Y A Dova. And she also, like Bobby McFerrin, kind of sings in her own language, but it's very like meditation type, you know, common type of vibe. Um, it's not all I listen to, but what mm-hmm. I've listened to recently, those have been good vibes. I just recently drove to Connecticut. So. Bobby McFerrin got me about six hours up and six hours back just off of them those perform- performances. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm all about good harmonies and good music, good, good instrumentation. Uh, so yeah, Snarky Puppy, Empire Central, that new CD, uh, Dover, uh Bobby McFerrin, big time.
1: It's, Uh, Tamara, I was going to tell you to go next, but I have to because while he was listening to Bobby McFerrin, I was listening to his daughter Madison Oh Madison, so I don't know if Bobby taught his kids this but they use their voices, because her brother makes music too, they use their voices as instruments too, and she has this song called Stay Away From Me It's so bomb, you guys. And she does the same things, but it's different how she she does all her harmonies, like on a lot of her songs. She doesn't have other people do them. It is amazing, like how they use their voice as a musical instrument. It's it's kind of like Rochelle Pharrell and Michelle and Indeg- Cello. Did I say that right? Yes, yeah, she did. Like these are all people who they don't have that. That voice that some people are like, oh, that's singing. But they do things with their vocal cords that other people cannot do. Like Prince had that kind of voice where he could he could sing in octaves that other people didn't even know how to sing in different keys and stuff. I think that shit is so amazing because you like you said, uh Stancourt, they don't even need instruments. They can literally make and I'm, I'm using this guy because he does the same thing. It's just a different type of music. But Biz Markie did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He could make a whole song with nothing but his voice. So check out Madison McFerrin's new song. I just want her to drop another album because all her music is dope. Her brother's music is too. And Don Quir, if you haven't heard it, I think you'll like both of their musics. It's very vibe, vibing out type stuff. Um, <laughs> my second song I was listening to, Tamara. <laughs> it's not ratchet. It's just not expected that I would listen to this person. Post Malone.
0: Oh my God.
1: But he has, he does. He has a song and I told one of my friends, I was like, if you tell anybody I was listening to, I mean, I'm telling myself now, but, um, I was like, "I'll kill you," but he has a song with Doja Cat called "I Like yeah. You." It is the cutest song. I hear it every morning. They play it on the it's radio. It's so every cute. Day. I like the song. It's really a cute song. Yeah. So,
2: can I can I add one more? Now, this is I, I remember I came across this song. It rem, I was reminded of this song yesterday, but I heard it years ago, and I had to give credit where credit was due. Uh, James Brown did "It's a Man's World" with Pavarotti. Really? Exactly. You should. I would have, have you never
1: imagined that. It, now now you I have to find it. it. I have to find, it. Have to find
2: always, it. I mean, the way and Pavarotti just sings James Brown's verses, but he sang it as Pavarotti, and that is a, just a level of genius to connect it to it's it's amazing it's amazing um because you know you get james brown the, the, all of that
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get
2: fucking Pavarotti coming in Pavarotti and stuff <laughs> no Pavarotti and stuff
0: I'm yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> you know, and it's
2: just like, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah toda- so yeah, that, 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 that was a good one too
1: i'm gonna go check out snarky puppy Tamara, what you've been listening to um uh, jacob Lattimore. If you watch uh, Shy, the Shy, he's on the Shy. Uh-huh.
0: I don't know what yeah. his character's name is on the Shy, but Jacob Lattimore ha- has always been acting and singing at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. every time he puts out a record, like he has a really good voice, but it never kind of hits for me. It's always very like like sounding like the rest of the boys that are singing. It never mm-hmm. really stood out. But he put out, um, uh, gosh, why did I forget the name of the damn song? Just like that. But
2: That's a he, long name of a song.
0: Selfish. <laughs> Selfish is the name of the song. He just He just dropped it, I think, a few weeks ago, the song came out. But I feel like the song, he sounds great, but it's the music. Like, I feel like when somebody finds their niche, like where he is right now with this song, he needs to stay right there and don't go nowhere else. Like, if he makes all the music in this vein, he will be the, I mean, the guy's already talented, but he will blow like he's supposed to. If he does this, but "Selfish" is his new track. It's very groovy; like uh, you would probably dance to it. So, it's a mid-tempo tune versus it being like uh, something fast or like a ballad, because he's good for a ballad. Hmm. Um, and the other song that I was listening to, it's a, a song that I have heard several times uh, on TikTok, on just on in, on the radio. It's a uh, It's South African music. They have a South African music. It's called Amapiano. And it's called Hamboena is the name of the song. And it's by Deep London featuring Bole. Awesome song. Now I have to learn the dances that go with the song because I don't (laughs) feel appropriate doing regular dances to the tune. So I may be, you might see me out and I might be South African for about five minutes and 45 seconds on the dance
2: floor. Shake it down. Shake it
0: down. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm going to be regular old me, but I'm going to be South African for about five minutes and 45 seconds. So, so do, yes.
2: Do y'all like vocal? Like you, I'm, I'm sounding like you guys like vocals. And I'm sure you may have uh, heard of this song. But for me, I really would ask that you watch the video if you haven't seen it. Um, It's the it's Luke James and Samoa. So I love Simone, Luke
1: James.
0: So yes.
2: okay. So, oh,
0: and Samoa. Yes, I have so, seen that, and I know what you're talking and it's, about. And
2: the song's called "Shine On." Mm-hmm. And you just have to. It's it's, it's visually beautiful because if you just keep watching it, you'll see the dynamics of the two, but also the no, the nerve of these men to choose the choices of notes that they did, because it doesn't even. They don't. They just go from one spectrum to the next, and they make your eyes perk up. If you just clean the house, and you hear the beginning of the song, you go, okay, cool, 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 and then you hear something, and it's gonna stop, and you're gonna look at your screen like, what? Uh, what did you just do? Um, very, very beautiful. But these boys are singing, like it make you want to throw your shoe at something. I
1: have. <laughs> and I have. I, I love it. I'm gonna listen to
2: it. Yeah, shine on. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Got
0: it. I know. So look, now that we've gotten the music and the ghetto out of the way. Yes. Let's, ho- let's hop on the focal point. Uh, the national football league. Uh, this is this month we've been covering sports. So we uh, did, we've done the NCAA, we've done the NBA and we've done um, finances. We watched broke the documentary on 30 for 30 and talked about finances um, in sports. So today we brought you here, former NFL player, to talk to us about some things about the NFL. Um, America's other
1: favorite pastime.
0: Yes. Yes. America's other favorite pastime. Um, (laughs) So like I had particular like questions. So I'm going to bring this back around because you said you don't have kids yet. You said that earlier. So let's go. Let's go to when you do have kids, let's say you have sons, and you you play football from, like, Pop Warner all the way professionally, so you run the gamut. Would you allow your children to play football knowing that, um, just kind of based on some of the things about their physicality once they are not playing football any longer, like, um, you know, hurt bodies, seat look, I'm, I'm going to say it right, CTE. CTE. I, I would I have been saying the letters wrong, so don't CTE <laughs> and things as such that will affect them after their careers are over. Like how do you how do you sit on that?
2: Uh absolutely. Uh I would let my child play football. Um I think that the um the level of character you the character skills you gain at an early age, um, whether it's overcome, learn how to deal with adversity, uh, learning how to address things that you may not want to, um, communication, uh, strategy, uh, teamwork, camaraderie, uh, discipline, um, learning how your own limits and learning how to surpass them or strengthening yourself mentally while doing so physically. Um, there's so many perks that. The game of football has provided uh, and so many people you probably wouldn't have connected with or as it was a melting pot for different backgrounds for you to really, really mesh with different people you wouldn't normally mesh with uh, for a common cause. Um, If that's something that uh, my child would like to embark on, absolutely. Um, And I say that because everything has risks, right? If you want to be if mom, I love running and you wanna be a runner where you possibly potential, you're gonna have back joint issues and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um if there's any sport, like the, the sport that gives the most concussions is not football. From last time I checked, it was soccer.
0: Oh yeah. Oh wow.
2: And so the yes, there's a risk right now, granted, are there there are violent things? If what if a kid said, Hey, I want to play rugby right mm-hmm. rugby is football without pads yeah now granted there are different ways you learn to tackle which the nfl is now trying to sway and teach people how to get into and there's going to be some some break back from you know from that because if i'm trying to teach the kids now well the kid the men that are playing now are have been playing and didn't tackling the way they've been taught for 20 years mm-hmm. so there's going to take time with that um well, also, yeah, there's a risk, but I also think that at the same time, you can't, it's not always avoidable. What if the kid says, hey, mom, dad, I want to go eventually um, go to the military. Mm-hmm. They may have run some of the same risk, if not more, um, by going into the military. And so your job really is, well, my job as a parent would be to um, let the kid uh, explore what they find they're passionate about, figure out what they're passionate about um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and let it build up their character um, and if they don't like it I'm not going to force them to play a sport yeah. um, but I do think if it was something that they were really passionate about, like yeah, cool like was like that, I really love badminton, to badminton to figure this out. you know what I'm saying you're about to and then get all this work but you They're going the to
0: be the best badminton player in America. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going,
2: it, it be, if that's what you really down for, we're going, going <clears> to <throat> give you all the tools you can to, to really pursue it. Um, but everything has its risk, physically speaking, um, mentally speaking, you know, cheerleading, dancers. Yep. Um, like there's so many things you can do uh, that can, that would, people will always jump to, the negative remarks, of but at the same time, what about the beauty? There are beautiful things that can come of being an athlete of whatever sport you choose. So, if it's football, I mean, just what happened daddy played the NFL and daddy knows a lot of guys that did it and helped guys get there and you know, help guys with that word there. Um, so it just gives you a, a little leg up on the competition, uh, but yeah, absolutely, I wouldn't deprive him of that opportunity.
1: Okay. I left that what, answer. What about you, Tim? If huh? you if you popped up one day with a little one, a miracle child is that what you're talking
0: about? <laughs> if I had a miracle baby, that thing would be in a glass case. Trust me, because <laughs> only the strength of God could have got you here. Um, Auntie Sin,
1: <laughs> Auntie Sin would not would not keep the baby from its dreams. <laughs> no. If if I had a kid and my
0: kid really wanted to play football, I I love football, and I know people that have played football, so I would I would make sure that everything was done in the proper fashion and and was safe. Like I didn't do any real sports when I was a uh, in high school or in school. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Sin, can you remind me to not bring people I know onto this show ever again? <laughs> you have officially ruined it for everybody else. That was, was good. Give me some credit. You ruined you've ruined it for everyone. That was a good one. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I would let my child play football if they really wanted to play football. Okay. I don't have a problem with that.
1: I think just again, communicate to them, you know, the pro that's what. that's what anything, the pros and cons of everything, right? Even for things that aren't considered dangerous, it it might have an impact on them in some kind of other way. So I think if parents talk to their kids like, you do know what happens when you play football, you know, this is what could possibly happen. But this is also the good things that come out of it. I think, yes, there's going to be some parents who are just like, no, absolutely not. But I think that's more of them projecting their fear onto their children. Then letting their children see if it's something they they want to invest their time in.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it's it's a lot of work, and some kids see it from the outside and they love like it looks amazing, but then when you actually get them to do it, they be like, "Yo, this is definitely not for me." Like, and that and that's and then they won't play anymore. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean the the the, the interesting part about it is. For some people, especially with different backgrounds, football is a release.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And and people talk about, you know, we talked earlier about people needing um, healing, right? Football is a place where you can be as aggressive. It's a purging. You can be as aggressive as you want, and it's okay. So, like, that's an opportunity for you when you hit the gym, when you hit the field, you can hit that bag as hard as you want. You can lift it as heavy of a weight as you want. You can do all of that. But at the end of the day, like it, it will open you up to be able to, you'll feel lighter afterward, right? You know, mm-hmm. when people go, they got people do therapy by going and breaking shit. They just get bats and they break glasses and beat up district. That's the same thing. They just purging out that anger or aggression they have. And for a lot of guys, I knew that football was – they turned that anger into a, an ability to control their anger um, and also turn it into a matter like, yo, I'm, you know, we call it like they may be violent, like when a guy runs the ball. Adrian Peterson, perfect example. Yeah. When he runs the ball, you know that man running with a background that he had to overcome. When you know, he runs to somebody, through somebody, yeah, past somebody. Very much hey, so. Lewis. When Ray Lewis hit somebody, it's like, sir, who hurt you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Channeled it
2: in a manner that he was like, now nah, he's able to tap into that other aspect of himself. So it's a beautiful thing that can turn from that. It you know, Mike Tyson, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson had a background that that was traumatized, traumatic, right? customado came in and helped him channel that anger, and when Mike hit somebody. It was unlike anything anybody else ever done before. Mike was—he was purging out pain, but it was in a sport, and it was welcome, and it was all of that, and it helped him gain. And now you see Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson talked about without boxing, he'd be dead in jail, man, and how the jail time he did serve helped change his life. Look, sports is sport. That's why people love sports the way they do. It, it brings people together more um, then it separates
0: mm-hmm. uh, you
2: know so I'm all for it
0: I, I wanted to go back to when you were saying some of the character building that um, the game or organized sports it doesn't necessarily have to be football but in your case we're talking we're talking about football that um, how it um, how it builds character and all these different things. So what w- what would you say about people like we talked about this earlier about Deshaun Watson who had those charges railed against him about yeah. um I guess with I don't sexual misconduct well, I guess that's what you would call it because they don't they didn't label it like an assault but sexual misconduct is that I mean I know that each individual has their things that they learn from that situation but how does the situation in that particular sport affect the locker room. I know he is on a new team now and they were happy to welcome him, but how does that how do those type of issues you feel affect the locker room and the rest of the team?
2: Well, a lot of it is is (laughs) the funny part is it's not about the man. I don't think that affects the locker room the most. It's about the media Mm -hmm. and the public perception and the fact a lot of times that when if I'm if I have a teammate like that, then everybody's gonna ask me how I feel about the situation. Where it's not really about, yo, what's this, what's he like in a locker room? Is he because cool? 'Cause I'm pretty sure he's a cool kid. you know, everybody in the locker room, they cool, you know. Um, every person has their 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 own uh set of experiences and you know, dramas or uh baggage, let's say. Let's use the term baggage for lack of a better term, right?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, Depending on how that locker room is, if it's a if it's a tight locker room already, right, you can come in and not be a distraction at all. But yo, we got you. Let's rock and roll, right? For example, right. Um, everybody talked about Odell Beckham when he was in New York, and I, he was such a distraction and all of that. Mm-hmm. Right? The media said all this. Right? The man was just passionate and he expressed himself. That's my thought. Right? He goes mm-hmm. to Cleveland and then they tried to keep that same moniker on him and I asked players people like yo what what have you heard about OBJ in Cleveland? Have you heard anything? Oh, he's a distraction. Well, what did you see him do? What have you heard? That was that what from New York? Mm-hmm. Then so right they tried to keep that same title on him. But he just kept doing this thing and all the teammates like man he's a good great player, passionate, works hard, boom boom. boom. So then he goes to LA. And is a difference maker, right? And ends up, he comes out on top to me because he went there with a team that was already tight. He got tight with everybody in Cleveland. and he went and goes over to LA, has success there. And they went the Super Bowl, which he probably would have been MVP if he didn't get hurt. But at the end of the day, now you don't hear the monic, that old adage of he's a distraction, he's a cancer. That media, the media makes a big difference impact on locker rooms a lot of times because they try to badger people with the same questions about the same things um but i think in a tight locker room you know uh players can have an opportunity to really really get past all of those things whatever you come in with you come in like yo you family so just like any new family you know yeah you got your own shit you come in with but we're gonna cover you and we gonna get through this
0: I like to hear that because a lot of times I've seen, you know, in the past where they will pass on players to different teams because they say that this particular person is a troublemaker, this particular person is this. And sometimes I feel like, where's the real conflict of interest? Who who did you butt heads with that now they've labeled you something and they have to move you to another team? You know what I'm saying? Like, they said that, what, they said that about Terrell Owens for years. Mm-hmm. That Terrell that Owens was he was this and he was that, but it was, he was like, to me, everywhere he went, he was a workhorse. And that it was like, I I didn't understand, like, I, I feel like sometimes when they say that it's a distraction, you're right. It is the media. It's the celebrity. That's the distraction, but he didn't make himself a celebrity. He, he did well on the field and that gravitated people toward him that made him a bigger person as far as, Outside of the NFL, let me say that.
2: Well, I, I would say, and I, and I, you know, ironically, so T.O. played with us last season, and so T.O. is a personality, right?
0: He's, a, mm-hmm. he's, he's a,
2: <laughs> but he's a, but that he made his brand, right? Right. Deion Sanders made prime time his yep. brand. Mm-hmm. He's coached prime, period. That's his brand. Mm-hmm. Now, what he chooses to do with that, what that did, that goes back to the same thing about uh, the guys you were talking about earlier about Charlamagne and them. Mm-hmm. This is his brand. He came up with his brand, right? I think as a travesty, T.O. wasn't the first battle of Hall of Famer because of what he did on the field.
0: Uh-huh. On the field, he mm-hmm. was one of
2: you. Like they, ask, they always talk about Hall of Famers should be people you can't tell the story of football without. Can yep. you tell the story of a game of football without this guy? T.O. was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about what he did. Everywhere he went, he was a dog, right? Philly, San Fran, like the, the, what he did in, in San Fran and what he did in Philly with the ankle and breaking the ankle and, yes, and, yes. The, and the way they weighed the Super Bowl and he was a monster in the Super Bowl with an ankle that was, you know, he bought the hyperbaric chamber and did all that. Was do- Man, that dude is a, he's a specimen. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And so, yeah, yes, he uses that to brand himself. When you tell him some. I love me some meat. <laughs> like, that is, that's, what that's how you feel. He feel he, that's confidence right coming from Tennessee Chattanooga small school right. you know, and making his way to become a star in the NFL mm-hmm. and didn't have all the success and put up the numbers over time that he did look man like yeah some people don't like the fact that you may not be likable off the field your job is not to be liked off the field you mm-hmm. are hired to do a job it's an added bonus if you can take be likable off the field. But if you are just on that field, you're a dominant person, then you're doing your job very, very well at the highest level. The marketing aspect is not... Marshawn Lynch is a per- perfect example. Marshawn yep. doesn't want to feel right now. Marshawn never... He continued to be himself. But instead of trying to make Marshawn into this kind of marketing person, Marshawn, we know now know... That's Marshawn, so he—that's his brand, and so people start to use that brand, and he started doing all these different marketing campaigns. And now he was the—he's the NFL, like, uh, uh, what's the title? He has a title, like he's it's like a kind
0: of NFL—I forgot some kind of ambassador. I, I yeah, he's the ambassador. He's the yeah, ambassador. ambassador. He's like an NFL
2: ambassador or something like that. You know, Marshawn, like that whole thing. Do you remember the uh, NFL one hundred? The the yes. the. the you remember the commercial they had it was like this big event it was it was the greatest football commercial i've ever seen he's sitting there it's like a it's like a a a, a dinner
0: yes yes and then yes Marshawn leaned, he leaned back he see that
2: cake and he just leans back and tries to grab the cake and that's what started everything yeah but that mm-hmm. is what makes but that's the, that's marshall's brand Marshawn might be like, Kate looking good. You know, I'm about to give me a piece. You know what I'm saying? And that's right? Yeah. But it, it was right on par with that commercial. That commercial was, as a football a lover of football, no, I love that commercial. The level of history and all of the little perks and quips they put in there yep. was perfect. It was a great, uh, you know, but I love stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think that guys with their brands and, and making themselves likable is an added bonus, but it's not
0: a requirement.
1: I think too, it's, it's different when you see the black players, um, turning into celebrities and then you have the white players. It's okay. Like you see the Tom Brady's and the Brett Favre's when they became popular off the field, nobody said anything to them, but OBJ, he, he got that. He's a distraction. Chad. Ocho Cinco. Cinco.
0: Cinco. He got
1: it too. And it was just like, so you guys don't like the fact that they're popular. That's what it is. That they're black and popular. No,
2: I don't think that's... You know what a class clown is, right? Class Class clowns. There are different types of class clowns. You have people who are just naturally funny. Not trying to be funny, naturally funny. And then you got those people who want you to see them be funny. Mm-hmm. right i want you yeah. to pay attention to me look at me um ocho did some of that absolutely and since oh, he
1: did <laughs>
2: right. and so you got to be able to take the good in it. like when you're doing well and then you're doing that fantastic when you're not doing well and you're doing that now it's an issue right yeah. um so you know even with uh the thing with to to great player But T.O. did have a little bit of the drops at some points in his career, right? He wasn't Mm -hmm. always the surest-handed guy at points, but he made it when it counted. But when when everything's not great and you were Mr. Attention, attention, nah, stay on brand. Keep that same energy because that means, but also know that when you want everybody to say, look at me, look at me, and I'm fucking up, then Mm -hmm. I'm now attracting that same, I'm going to celebrate you when you do great, but I'm also going to I'm a you when you messing up, yeah. Um, and so you gotta be able to take the good with the bad. The, the greats are the ones who don't do it. They 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 are maintaining their level of excellence as they continue to play. Right. Um, and I don't think it's because they're black and getting attention. I think some of it is just we like being flamboyant to get attention. Um, <laughs> and so now, like uh, now it's gonna be mimicry, right? But like Jamar Chase. And Justin Jefferson, they were on the LSU National Championship team uh, a couple years I ago. Jamar, Justin Jefferson goes first round to the Vikings. Jamar Chase was only a sophomore at the time, so he couldn't come out. So he took a COVID year, his junior year. Justin Jefferson goes to the NFL, and when he starts scoring, he's the one that's doing the gritty dance, right? He's the one that made it – he did the gritty, and that's why everybody yeah. started doing it, right? Right. Then and Jamar Chase was they were doing at LSU. So when Jamar Chase comes into the league last year, and by the way, they're both all pros. So they came into the league all pro first year and second year for Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase last year all pro this uh, this past year. They're doing the gritty. Not everybody sees that's the dance. But then when some of the white players try to do it and it doesn't look as good, right? They did what they started doing. Mike Gusecki for the Dolphins. What he started doing is he makes it. He does it now robotic to show he got rhythm, and you can make a playful thing.
0: Yeah,
2: and I Mm -hmm. think that there's a. It just depends on how y'all what how you embrace. You can embrace some of the stereotypes and make it fun, Mm -hmm. or yeah, you can try to do it and mimic other people. To try to get attention and try to be like them, you
0: know, it's just a—that's uh, uh, like okay. that's like when Travis Kelsey always did the Dougie, and he yes. didn't do it yes. very, very, very well.
2: Travis and so got, now Travis all got the... some chocolate up in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, because like, now all the all the black women love Travis Kelsey. Like Travis <laughs> Kelsey, Travis yeah, got, got some chocolate.
2: In it now it's
0: funny, yeah. he's
2: a stark opposite of his brother.
0: Oh my God! Yes, his brother is completely different than yeah. him.
2: Jason is the
0: Viking, like Jason's. Yeah, a Viking. Jason is like he's like the chewing tobacco, like type of dude. Very he different. He around with
2: a kilt and an
0: axe. Like, what's yes, up? Very different. I'm ready to very go
2: different. to war. Yeah, you got Travis. Like, man, chill, man. You know,
0: like he, he in the hood. Like, I get chill. it. So, yeah, I love that. I'm, I love that about them. Now, both good players, very good players.
2: Hey, both could probably. I know oh, Travis. Travis. For sure, is going to be Hall of Famer. Jason probably is too. So, yes,
1: that's actually a fair perspective because how you explained it. It, do, it does remove that first thought is why do the black players get attacked for this but if you're not doing your job well and but you're being a goofball you deserve to be reprimanded yeah so it, it, it makes it, sense
2: and also it's our culture that's our culture like it is on we are always showmen always that's our thing um you know, there there are some singers that you you're going to see Usher. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usher is a showman. Okay? Yes. Usher is coming to give you a performance. Yes. You know, uh he which he learned from Mike. And Mike obviously was a performer. He was he did all that. But people who like Whitney or like Mariah, Carrie, those are what they call parking barks.
1: <laughs> oh my here, God.
2: And I'm gonna <laughs> give you everything under the sun. I'm not moving nowhere. I'm a whole, I'm right here. I may, I may give you a, this, but that's it. You're not getting no choreography. You know, that's our brand, but you, and so a lot of our performers over the years, that's how we maneuver, because we got rhythm. You
0: know what I'm saying?
2: We got the rhythm. Yeah, and we also have not just rhythm in how we move our hips, but how we move our lips.
0: Huh. Huh. That's, that's a preaching right there. I'm about to get <laughs> okay, okay, with a bar. Okay, bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> around, uh. I, I can't. I'm not pulling with you. <laughs> well, Look, I look. This has been lots of fun. <laughs> I am. We're going to have to talk about the fo- football again, Mister um, Hardy. Please tell the people where they can find you, where they can find uh Fan Control Sports and Entertainment so that they can reach out to you cuz they want tickets. I'm trying to I'm trying to sell it out.
2: Cuz you want tickets? What you saying? I'm
1: trying to sell it out for other people. Oh. Look, look, I'm trying to help you out. We're coming to these games. We're coming. I've been looking for a reason to get back into football cuz I I loved football since I was in high school. I just I fell out of love with the NFL, but I, I do want to watch some more games. And so when Tamara told me what you do now for a living, I was like, oh, yeah, we in that bitch. We in Yeah. That
2: so so let me see. Uh, you can find me on uh, obviously Instagram. My name on Instagram is Purposed King. Um, it's just my personal page. Um, and obviously with, with the football, with the FCF, fan control football is FCF dot IO, or you could just look up, uh, F C F L on, uh, for football, um, F C S E. Um, uh, I'm trying to figure out, I don't even know if I, uh, I, I know this is, they're going to kill me for this. Uh, but I was trying to figure out what the IG was on, uh, uh for the hoops, but we can start at F C F fan control football. So F Frank, Charlie, Frank dot IO, uh, purpose King on IG for me um and uh yeah if you y'all want to email me it's doncor d o n k o r @ f c f . i o and uh if not y'all could just hit Tam up and, and just have her just flood her uh her inbox and
0: you know, stuff <laughs> and say Real? yo
2: can Real? you just contact Doncor for me because I know you know I can't Sorry. find him or whatever Sorry. you know
0: just talk, you know no that's not what we what do. We're not doing <laughs> that. We're not doing that. When I see you on Tuesday, we're going to have words. Just understand that. We're going to have words? Yeah, we're going to have words on Tuesday. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. cool. hmm uh,
2: So what you cooking? What we eating?
0: Um, I'm not cooking.
2: <laughs> that's why <I laughs> she's Wait. But did you see the I'm other cooking. part? Did you, did you see the other part? I said, what are we eating? What are we eating? See, that's why I went there, because I might know better.
0: Sir. Sure.
2: I care about you. I do. I love you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sin's good to see you. I ain't seen it you. It was.
1: In the I know.
2: Fresh, fresh low cut, real fresh. You know, with the hoops.
1: You. know, I had to get huh? ready for Usher. Yeah, I had to get well, ready for Usher. Usher. Yes.
2: To, yes. Which one y'all gonna be number one fan? Which
1: one y'all gonna be? <sighs> That's me. I have been the number one fan since day I'm one. Just to, I'm just here to hear Superstar. Fifteen. <laughs>
0: No, you're
1: not. I have been the number one fan. It's me. Oh my goodness. We're
0: going to show out. a We're going to have a blast in Vegas. What is, yeah. is the song you say? Say it. Say his it. Song? Tell me what Neo. you
1: want me to.
2: That's me. I
0: thought
1: that was Neo. That is, is Neo? Neo. Yes. Yes, that's Neo, baby. And and this is where we end the, the episode because that's now you bring <laughs> other niggas into this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you ain't confusing Neo and Usher. Now, now we, we have it was the songs. We, <laughs> I was like, "No, what it was?" I was like, "What is it, What are
2: those songs that really just draw the ladies in?" You know, when they like, "Oh," and it, you know, take you from
0: anything by anything by Usher. Like any Usher kid, Look, Usher was getting Usher was pulling old ladies when he was
1: fifteen. When that first album came out, he was putting out songs that little boys should not have been singing. He said, "I don't have much money. I can't give you a diamond ring. I just want you to know it's it's only sexual, ma'am." At <laughs> fifteen. At fifteen, yeah. He, he sh- that
0: Listen.
1: was Diddy's fault, but nevertheless, yeah, that
0: was Diddy.
2: Fault. It was but <laughs> puberty, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's we off topic. Look,
2: major. we
0: way off topic. We way off topic.
2: See, that, I thought that was my outside voice inside.
1: <laughs> See, it was. My... it was. Thank you, thank you for bringing your outside voice, outside. voice inside. Yes, and, but you to did. you know to let everyone else listening know, I, now I'm on point. Next week there is no outside voice inside because right. our outside voice will be very much outside in vegas
2: oh y'all gonna be outside y'all gonna be yeah, outside we're
1: gonna we be, finna be, outside. be outside in, in
2: them streets
1: in, in the streets
2: and just streets. And, and for those who listen to this one just know whatever they tell you they doing don't <laughs> believe it because what's whatever's happening in vegas is staying in vegas and not on this podcast yeah. they yeah. May bring up they might be like, oh, girl,
1: we
0: had
2: a good time in Vegas, did we? Yeah, we did, girl. That was That's
1: good. That's it. There That's you go. That's all you will know. <laughs> That's
0: it. That's all you'll hear.
1: Yep. So that, in the meantime, look, catch up on all the episodes you have not listened to. Yeah. For season
0: two. Go back two. and relive the month of sports so you can hear all the stuff we talked about, including this episode. So yes. run it
1: up, y'all. We want y'all to run it up. We'll be back well-rested. Thank you for listening.
0: Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OVI Podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Audible. And thank you for listening to Outside Voice Inside.